It's here. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 30th, 2019. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we will get you set for Orlando Magic Media Day as the Orlando Magic officially come together for the first time this season. They'll meet the media. They'll have some team meetings as well, do their promotional stuff, hopefully walk around in some new jerseys that might get debuted. Who knows? Who knows what fun goodies we will get? Well, we already got the Markel Fultz news, at least, so we won't have that to look forward to. That's already been uh, hashed and rehashed and rehashed again. And we'll rehash it again uh, some, uh, on Monday as well. But the big news is out of the way. The Orlando Magic back together. They'll start training camp on Tuesday. We'll have a complete recap of Media Day on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic as the NBA season officially begins. But today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the concrete goals for the Orlando Magic uh, really, the, the approach that they're going to take to the season, how things are different in 2020, and we'll talk about Steve Clifford and the job that he has ahead of him this coming season. So a lot to get to still today as we get ready for media day. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find from a local expert like me who knows his team or her team best. Some training camps have already opened, whether it's Houston Rockets, the LA Clippers, the, uh, I'm trying to think who else has opened. Uh, there's been a, f- a few, at least, that the Los Angeles Lakers, the Philadelphia 76ers. Training camps are already open across the NBA, and you can go to your favorite team, or whoever it is, whether it's the Magic, whoever it is, you can start scouting the Spurs for Saturday's game. You can find your favorite team with a podcast with people who know that team best. Find them all on the Lockdown Podcast Network, wherever you download podcasts, plus Lockdown NBA and Lockdown Fantasy Basketball get you set for the NBA from a national perspective, as well as a fantasy perspective, too. Whether it's NFL, MLB, colleges, or the NBA, you can find a podcast for you. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. At a baseline this season, the Orlando Magic have one goal. If we're going to set expectations and set goals for the coming season, there is one undeniable goal, one undeniable metric or measurement of success this year. And I, I think it's completely unavoidable at this point. No matter how much, and and, and I, I'm expecting everyone to say that A, they, they expect to achieve this goal, but B, that's not how they're going to measure success this year. And I certainly don't expect Steve Clifford to, to say that this is the measure of success either. But out of baseline, the Magic making the playoffs last year set the standard for this team moving forward especially since they brought back essentially the same roster. So there's no sense that they'll take a step back. At a baseline, making the playoffs is the goal this season. So let's just stipulate to this fact that there is no, really, I mean, outside of mass injury, there is no way to define the coming season for the Magic 
as a success if the Magic do not make the playoffs. Plain and simple. The Magic have to make the playoffs this season for this year to be defined as a success. I think we can all stipulate to that fact. I think we can all acknowledge that. And I think even the team would probably acknowledge that. But beyond that, beyond trying to figure out what this team is going to do and how this team is going to play and what this team can actually accomplish, don't expect to hear much about that at Media Day. You're not going to... No one's going to. No one should. Trick this team into saying, oh, we believe we can win a championship. In fact, I find it hard to believe that that we will will have the team pretty much say that we believe we can get to the second round. Certainly, I think that is a goal, and I think players will say that that is a goal, but no one's going to act like they already have that that in the bag or that that's not something that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of development to get to. But... Already, you can see how this year is very different from last year, from the year before, from even two, three years ago. When the Magic were openly talking about making the playoffs and felt very short of that goal. Following year, the, the Frank Vogel's second year, the team did everything it could to avoid talking about making the playoffs and saying our goal was to just improve and get better. Last year, I think Steve Clifford generally avoided it, but he also had a different approach. His approach was was not really to set limits on the team. There was the vignette that he had on Fox Sports Florida. There was what he said to the team after they actually clinched their playoff berth. His approach is not to say, I believe this is a second-round team or a team that can win home court advantage or a team that can finish first in the East or whatever it is. That's not his approach at all. He certainly said last year that he believed they had a playoff roster, but that wasn't going to be kind of what he talked about. And so, as we begin to really dive into this 2020 season, we need to understand that while so much has changed about the Orlando Magic, and so much has changed about their outlook. Not a lot has actually changed. At least in their approach. At least in the way that they're going to have to attack every single day to accomplish their goals, both big and small. And really even defining those goals is going to be difficult. And so, as I've thought, begun thinking about the 2020 season and and, and what I want to say on this eve of the 2020 season, I keep turning back to what Clifford said about not putting limits on the team. About not kind of saying, this is a playoff, this is, you know, a team, a playoff team, and only a playoff team. Well, What if there are more? Clifford's statement's really a statement about keeping an eye on what's important in the moment, or as as some football coaches like to say, what's important now? W-I-N, win. It's a statement 
about keeping a laser-sharp focus on getting better every day, on the process of improving, on on the process of coming together as a team. On that process, And using that to create the results you ultimately want. Because yes, this this is a game where you are measured in wins and losses. So it's not that wins and losses are not important. But if you do things the right way over and over again, if you commit to not the step-by-step, but the, the, the method and mode that you're playing, the results take care of themselves in the long run. You might have some outliers here and there, but overall you can accomplish your goals. Look at the Magic last year. 11 games under 500, they go 22 and 9 to finish 42 and 40 and make the playoffs. These guys know there is a formula for success, or as Steve Clifford would say, a way that they have to play. If we would have merely said last year that, oh, the goal is to make the playoffs, then. Everything else didn't matter. And, 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 you know, honestly, I would say yes. Making the playoffs last year made last season a success, a runaway success. And just making a cameo in the playoffs was probably enough. But that's not Clifford's approach. Even after they clinched that playoff berth, Clifford said, want more, deserve more, or go get more. You're in the field. You have just as good of a chance as everyone else. Go get more. And his disappointment with the Magic's playoff performance was, was not that guys like Nikola Vucevic struggled or, or, or the players didn't, didn't play up to their potential. It's that he felt like they could compete harder, that they would make it harder for the Raptors, that they would have played with a little bit more of that attention to detail. In fact... I think you can't argue, and, and, and as I rewatched that series last week, I, I would certainly say that, yeah, there were moments where the Magic looked uncharacteristically frustrated because they didn't really know what the playoffs were about. And to some extent, yes, they were just happy to be there. Then again, if you hear everyone talk about things and talk about the way that they played in that playoff series and and the way they prepared for the season, you get the sense that that message from Clifford sunk in. That they could have done more. That they were hungry to take that next step. To get better individually so they can bring something new to the group. And be better this coming season. You do get that sense. I think it's impossible not to have that that sense of it. And so the Magic return to training camp, to new season, with heightened expectations, external expectations at least. I laid them out. There is no success without making the playoffs. And honestly, to some people, not advancing to the second round or not getting home court advantage 
would be a failure too. People want to see progress, and, and as I often say, progress is not necessarily linear, but people want to see tangible signs of progress and tangible steps forward, whether it's winning more games, whether it's getting a higher seed, whether it's getting home court advantage, whether it's advancing to the next round. And there are national outlets willing to say, yes, the Magic can accomplish these things. This team already knows it can accomplish these things. They want to accomplish these things. But they're not about to go around and say, if we don't do these things, then it's season's not worth it. Or, or you know, or this, this you know, kind of metric is how we'll measure success or the only thing we focus on. It becomes a bit of a moving target sometimes. The Magic in 2002, I think, finished with 40 wins and were the fifth seed. The following year, they finished with 40 wins and they were the eighth seed. It's a moving target. So, but in that sense, yes, things have changed. Now there's a baseline. Now there's an understanding that this team not only can make the playoffs, but can compete and play at a very high, at a much higher level than that. And so, there is no falling below that baseline anymore. But the same approach that the Magic took throughout last year, especially in that run, is the approach that they will need to succeed this year. That is the approach the Magic will need to accomplish whatever external goals people set for them. Playing without limit, playing without the limit of expectation, means you are free to reach your true ceiling. You're not preoccupied with setting or with, with meeting, you know, kind of arbitrary benchmarks. I've, I often say that as a season goes, your expectations do shift. Again, expectations are a moving target. If you start the season off better than expected, and all of a sudden, being what you were last year or, or your preseason expectation changes. Look at that uh, 20... 16 team or 2015 team. To me, that 35 win team with Scott Skiles coached was a success. But no one would claim that after they started 19 and 13 and fell apart and missed the playoffs, finishing 16 and struggling to do math. But you get the Jeff. You get the drip, the gist. And so when you start the season without limit, when you start the season with the more important goal of get better as a team, improve individually, then you can really meet meet that success because the results will naturally follow. And in that way, everything remains the same for the Magic. In that way, Orlando is still fighting and scrapping for every little thing, putting in the same kind of work and the same kind of focus that got them into the playoff picture to begin with. And they have to have that same scrap 
that same fight because the margin for error for this team still feels really small. Nikola Vucevic was an all-star last year, but there's no guarantee that he gets back. And certainly the playoffs showed some of his weaknesses. And so Orlando's going to need more from somebody, whether it's Evan Fournier, whether it's Aaron Gordon, whether it's Jonathan Isaac. They're going to need more from somebody to take that next step. Now, going through a season not setting expectations, that makes for bad podcasting. That makes for bad content. So yes, we will still set expectations and say this is what we think will happen or this is what we expect to happen or frankly, this is what the Magic need to happen. I know I'm on record as saying the Magic need Aaron Gordon to take a big leap in his game. I'm a, you know, I believe Evan Fournier has to return to his mean. I don't think Nikola Vucevic can drop off that much. If the Magic are to make progress, certain things do need to happen. But the approach internally remains the same. Steve Clifford is a detail-oriented guy. He is someone that focuses intensely on making his team better on pumping his team up but holding them accountable, of setting simple, direct goals, simple, direct instructions to help his team get better. That's how you build a foundation. That's how you make the kind of turnaround the Magic made last year. But it's still going to take a little bit more. And it's still going to take the coach pushing his team to go further. Not to some expected goal or not to some you know, easily reachable thing, but to the great unknown, to whatever lies in store this coming season. A lot feels the same for the Orlando Magic. But everything is, in fact, different. But it will take the same approach to make the most of it. Before we dive into a little bit more on that, that topic, let's talk about a topic that, that is a little bit uncomfortable, so I'll keep it brief. And that was a pun. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off, off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. And so with the 2020 season about to begin and, and, and all of that, I've talked extensively on this podcast in sometimes roundabout ways about the approach that Steve Clifford has taken with this team. He is a branch off of the Pat Riley coaching tree, having coached under the Van Gundys. And so his approach is very kind of straightforward and simple. There are things that he values, but most importantly, he sets very clear and direct goals for his team or, or clear and direct messages for his team on the way they want to play and the way that they have to operate. And clear and direct honestly helps people, especially young players, accomplish those goals. And so surprised when you think of it that way, when you think of his, his style and his approach that way, that he is able so drastically to turn teams around. His first coaching job, the Charlotte Hornets, saw a similar 
turnaround. And, and the similars were stark. The Hornets, then the Bobcats, turned things around in one season, became a playoff team in exactly the same way the Magic did, on the back of a strong defense, low turnovers. Steve Clifford teams look the same no matter which shade of blue they wear. I guess, is teal a shade of blue? I don't know. But that's not the point. The point is, the Magic hired Steve Clifford to do what he did in Charlotte. And that is create a foundation and a program to turn things around, to bring respectability back to the Magic, to bring the playoffs back to the Magic, to bring playoff expectations back to the Magic, to really help this team know what's fully possible. And the Magic got that in year one. Perhaps surprisingly, the Magic got back to the playoffs, they turned it around, and you know we're talking about getting home court advantage and taking those steps forward that, again, Steve Clifford probably doesn't want us to talk about, We're talking about all those things because Clifford and the Magic showed us what was possible last season. And no matter what else, Steve Clifford deserves credit for building that, again, foundation. But when Steve Clifford was hired too, there were his detractors. There were those who said that, look at those Charlotte teams again. Yes, they made the playoffs that one year, but then they missed the playoffs. Dropped back pretty significant in wins, too. Then they went out and did a bunch of free agent signings, or they made a big acquisition. They made the playoffs again, doubled down on their roster, and had back-to-back 36-win seasons. As good as Clifford's defenses were with those Charlotte teams, and they were always good, as good as they did keeping their turnovers down, those teams stagnated offensively and eventually stagnated in the standings. As good as Clifford is at building a foundation, he has struggled to help his team take the next step. And of course, small sample size alert, it's only been one other team. But that Charlotte comparison has always been handy because he is accomplishing a lot of the same things between the Magic and the Hornets. Granted, that Hornets team is very different. They had had a Kemba Walker. They had kind of an out. They had Al Jefferson, who was very good and slowly faded to the background. But they had several players, key players, miss key moments of the season with injury. Whether it was Michael Kidd Gilchrist never really realizing his potential as, as injuries kind of derailed each improvement that he made, or. Cody Zeller missing time. Their draft picks didn't really hit. I think you can argue that Charlotte didn't have the same kind of young talent that Orlando has accumulated, that Charlotte wasn't necessarily set up for long-term success. And their draft misses or their underdrafting in some respects didn't help them in that matter either. So there are differences But the question Steve Clifford faces now in his second year is whether he can prove that he can build off of the foundation he built. Is he just a coach that builds a foundation, begins that slow build-up, that slow ascent up the standings? Or is he someone with true staying power that can not only coach a building-up team, but also a team, a foster team into contention? 
That's the uncharted territory we're now entering with Steve Clifford. I mean, it's perhaps partially charted because he failed to do so with Charlotte. The Magic are at the same level those Hornets teams were at, including even doubling down on the same roster. I mean, the Hornets seemingly are still trying to get out of Nicholas Nicholas Batum's uh, contract after that playoff appearance. But it's not happening yet. And so you can see why that concern exists. This year for Steve Clifford, it probably isn't really about those big picture issues. Steve Clifford's job is plenty safe. And like I said, he's not one to put or give in to external expectations. He's not going to put a limit on his team, but unfortunately you are measured by wins and losses in this league. And the Magic, like I said before, also have that baseline of making the playoffs now. Every year he doesn't make the playoffs with this group is going to be considered a failure from here on out. And that's the, that's the kind of pressure you want. But Clifford now has to prove that he can foster this kind of growth from the Magic. They can foster the growth that can get them out of the first round, into home court advantage, winning the division again because Miami's coming, and growing into a potential contending team. There are people that think they can do this, but it's going to take Aaron Gordon taking a step. It's going to take figuring out what Markel Fultz has or Muhammad Bamba has. It's going to take a lot of different things, or Jonathan Isaac continuing his development. But ultimately, this question comes down to whether the Magic's offense can get going whether Clifford can find a way to get the offense moving. I would argue that in the playoffs, Steve Clifford's weaknesses were a little bit exposed to. While he created new defensive schemes to try and counteract Kawhi Leonard, and they worked to varying degrees, the Magic struggled to get good offensive looks. They struggled to put new wrinkles into their offense, to to get open shots, to get advantageous matchups, to get Nikola Vucevic going to get him easy looks, to get him into the flow of the game. They allowed Toronto to disrupt them. How much of that is the players and how much of that is the coach is to be determined. This is not particularly clear. But that was eye-opening to some extent. Clifford is absolutely the right coach still for this team. I'm I'm not getting at that. But like every other player has questions about his future and how he develops and how he grows, Clifford has that question now too. Whether he can put the mistakes from Charlotte in the past or just to show how much he's grown from that moment. From that stint with the Hornets. And whether he can take this Magic team to the next level. Whether... They can truly be a team without limit, without expectation, as he likes to put it. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Spotify, the Google Play app, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. 
You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And don't forget, follow all the Media Day goings-ons at OMagicDaily. I'll be tweeting a lot at OMagicDaily throughout Monday and Media Day, so definitely follow and check that out. You can, of course, get the latest on the Orlando Magic on orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with a complete recap of Media Day. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.